Are you ready to go offside with the OJHL? Because it's time for Offside Hockey Talk with your host, James Roberts, and myself, Doug Ireland. Ladies and gentlemen, we are sitting down tonight with the assistant coach of the Markham Royals, and that is the one and only, the beast, Spencer Hyman. Spencer, how you doing? Hey, James. Hey, man. I'm good. Thanks. And I'm sitting down as my co-host, as always, Doug J. Ireland, the voice of the OJ. He's always in your ears at the OJ games. Doug, how's your week treating you so far? Uh, it's been a busy few days. Uh, glad to sit down and just talk about hockey instead of, you know, watching it. Uh, as much as I like watching hockey, I kind of like talking about it almost as much. So glad to be here. So, Spencer, in talking about your team, the Markham Royals, I have to ask, what has been the turnaround for this team? I believe you guys are on a four-game winning streak. Um, what are you seeing out of the guys that is causing this to happen? Um, is there anything you can point to yourself or what's making this four game winning streak so special? You know, I think, um, the, the main thing is just sticking with it. Obviously, uh, you know, we, we had, uh, we'd gotten hit with the, uh, the injury bug, um, you know, pretty early and, um, you know, we've, we've gotten a lot healthier over the past few weeks and, um, you know, uh, we've just stuck with it and, and, uh, you know, some of those games that we were losing, you know, tight ones, one-goal games, you know, they've started to go our way. And um, our guys are working hard, all the credit to our players and, and our head coach. And, um, yeah, it's been it's been a great couple of weekends. Yeah, we're coming off of a couple uh, of key overtime wins. Uh, Davis, uh, Nick Davis playing the hero there. But I want to talk about the, the other Davis for a minute, uh, Tyler Davis. Uh, to me, he bring he brings a, like a much needed physical presence. I think the past like three highlight reels that I've cut for the Royals, I think I've got a, at least one big hit from him on on all three. So I'm just wondering if you want to talk about uh, the two Davises for a minute. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Well, you know, start with Nick Davis. Um, you know, he's he's caught fire obviously recently. He's you know an electric player, uh, natural goal scorer. Um, you know, had I think the past three games the game winner, but I think the or maybe two, but obviously two back-to-back overtime winners, which was, uh, you know, really awesome. But, um, you know, obviously a, an incredible player, um, you know, that has lots of Division One hockey interests. And, uh, you know, he's caught fire. And, and, you know, I know he'll stay that way. So, um, and then with Tyler Davis, you know, obviously exactly what you said, Doug. Um, you know, he's a big physical presence, um, you know, really good teammate in the dressing room, uh, you know, the type of attitude that I think our our, our locker room was was um, you know missing. He's a, a, a really good kid, um, you know, and and really um, you know it seems like a glue guy. A lot of guys gel towards him, and um, you know he's he's got a real big nice presence to him. So we're we're really happy to to have him in our organization. Obviously, we know him well from him being with Aurora last year, and um, when the opportunity presented itself to go and acquire him, it was a no brainer for us. He's a uh, you know, like he said, again, a, a big physical body that can skate. And, 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 you know, most importantly, he can score too. So, uh, you know, really, really excited about, you know, having him here. And uh, it's been a great start to his uh, tenure with us. So for the Markham Royals to jump in on the players, other than the guys we're discussing right now, is there anyone else who really sticks out to you, uh, comes right to mind as a player that's impressing so far? Or you don't have to single one guy out. Is there several guys that might be uh, catching your eye right now, Spencer? Yeah, you know, I, I, I like our team a lot. Um, you know, it's, uh, 
obviously now I think we're just at the halfway mark. We've had lots of changes, um, you know, from the start of the year to uh, to now. But I, I think this team this year has lots of potential. I think we're right there. Um, you know, I think honestly we're farther along right now than we were last year. And, and obviously last year's team was a conference final team. And, um, you know, I, I like our team, um, you know, no one in particular. I think everyone's starting to gel together. Uh, our young guys and our, our older guys, and um, you know. But uh, yeah, I know it's been uh, it's been a real good uh, couple weekends, and we're looking to string uh, string a few more together. But you know, in general, all in all, I would say our, our uh, all of our guys are are really coming together. You know, have bought into our structure and, and are playing together. So it's been really nice to see. In terms of uh, coming together, I just got to throw a quick compliment out to the new goalie we picked up, Nick Stofcheck. Uh, it seems like every game he plays, he looks a little bit more comfortable with the team that's in front of him. He has a little bit better idea of, of what to expect. And I was just wondering uh, what your thoughts are on Nick Stofcheck, uh, Nick, Nick Stofcheck so far this uh, since we picked him up. Yeah, I think Stoff's been great for us you know, ever since he got here. Um, you know, he's... A, a real good kid with a great attitude wants to be better every day. Um, you know, comes to the rink with a with a, a real good attitude, and, and it's uh, you know it's been really great to have him here. I, I, I like uh, Antoine Bordeaux as well. I think we've got two really great goalies, and I, I think both are um, you know challenging each other and making each other better every single day. So I like both our goalies a lot. I think they're uh, they're both you know real good hockey players and also real good people, which which again is just as important to the other. Well, I'm noticing with the team this year, Spencer, there hasn't been any real big lulls. Uh, Sands for a two-game losing streak, if you even want to call it that. What are you guys doing to keep the consistency going? You look back through the record, and like I said, there isn't any long losing streaks or prolonged problems. So what are you guys doing in the room to keep these guys motivated and keep them hungry at the rink to you know, battle back if there is a loss to come back and get a victory the next day? Yeah, for sure. I'll give I'll give lots of credit to to Mike, our, obviously our head coach. He, uh, you know, he, he he doesn't let the guys get too high. He doesn't get to let the guys get too low. It's um, you know, obviously um, keeping everything in in perspective and balance. And um, you know, but you know, also credit to our players. We've got a great leadership group with with uh, Della Savita and and Roseboro and Bonaudo and um, you know, a couple other guys, um, you know, that have been there, you know, Davis and, and Sirota and, and obviously the new Tyler Davis and, um, you know, a bunch of our, uh, bunch of our veterans are, are really, uh, you know, leading the room. We have a, a real strong dressing room with, with really good kids. And, and that's the one thing that, you know, we've always tried to build is, is, you know, having, you know, good people and in, inside organization and people that want to play for each other and, and, and want to win for each other. And, so I think um, you know that as, as far as the hockey team can go is is you know as bad as these kids want us to stay together and be together at the rink and, and building a really good powerful culture. So, um, but you know what? Credit to to Mike. Um, you know he's he's obviously a veteran coach, been in the league for over ten years, and um, you know always keeps the guys ready, focused, and you know always always over prepared. Even I would say um, for our next opponent. Um, so you talk about a lot about uh, consistency over the years, but I'm wondering uh, what what's really different this year from from previous years, uh, and what your thoughts are on you know things that have changed uh, from this season compared to last. Um, you know, I, I think 
I don't know if so much has changed, but you're always learning new things, you know, as, as a coaching staff, as an organization, you're always developing. So while, while you're also developing, you know, kids year to year and sending kids off to school, um, you know, you're also learning more as a staff and you're learning more as an organization. I, I mean, our organization is very unique because, um, you know, in junior A hockey alone, there's lots of turnover with uh, coaching staffs and management, um, you know, but I, I think our organization, you know, why we, we are successful. And again, we are looking for, for our first championship, but, but why we've been successful with developing kids and, and also, um, you know, in moving them on to, to division one schools, CIS schools, division three schools, um, you know, is because we have, uh, you know, balance and, um, you know, Mike's been here since we've been in Markham, which is now five years. You know, it's hard to believe it's been that long. And, and he's been, you know, working within, you know, uh, my family's organizations for way longer than that. So, um, you know, we, we look at our hockey team as family, um, you know, and, and, and it's, uh, you know, working together and developing together. And, and like I said, as, as the years go on and, you know, there's a development aspect of for everyone, for everyone. And, um, you know, I think we've just, you know, over time, you know, learned from our, mis- our mistakes and I've just kept, continued to keep getting better every single day. Well, you speak to the development aspects of things and I'd be remiss if I didn't step in and say, you do have a younger brother on the team. I'm wondering what it's like developing him and watching him grow as a player and wondering, you know, basically what it is like to have a family member on the team that you're coaching and you know that you need to keep in line and just, you know, can't show any favoritism to, of course. I'm wondering what that's like for you. Yeah, no, it's awesome. You know, Shane's actually the second one of my brothers that I've coached. I've coached Cooper before. He was in Markham the first year. Um, and then I played, obviously, junior hockey with Zach, and I played with my other brother always. So um, I've been in junior hockey with all my brothers now, which is really cool. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, obviously. Um, you know, but I look at, I look at, I'm 26 years old and, and these kids are anywhere from 16 to 20. So I look at all these kids as younger brothers and, um, you know, they're, they're all, uh, great kids and, um, all working hard towards the same goal. And, and that's, you know, one to win, um, and two, obviously to further their hockey career. And you know, we, we look at every kid the exact same and trying to help every kid, you know, achieve their dream and whatever that may be, whether it's the OHL, whether that's, uh, NCAA hockey or you know obviously everyone has a dream of making the NHL which you know we've we've proven and shown from the OJHL which in my opinion is the best development league in Ontario and in Canada um, I would even say um, you know that it is possible to um, get to the NHL just you know depends on which path you want to take well with Shane himself I'm just wondering what you see for him that may be his strengths and what may be his weaknesses that he can work on I mean, this is a great thing for him to listen to right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, he's developed a lot so much, you know, since the start of the year. He's working uh, extremely hard. Um, you know, I think uh, his speed is is uh, is um, you know is his most powerful tool, obviously. And yeah. um, you know, like any like any player, I would say you got to work on everything, right? Even when you get to the NHL, you speak to Zach, and you, know, you still got to work on everything and, and and get better in all aspects of the game. So. Um, you know, same thing I would say to, to anyone, any player. You got to work on everything. So um, there's never uh, there's never time that you know you can't improve. Well, one more thing that I got to ask you about Shane before we move off to a different topic: Does he know how to push your buttons? Being your younger brother, 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, he's still my brother, obviously. So there's, there's, um, you know, personal aspect of that. But, but at the same time, when we get to the rink, he knows uh, I'm his coach, and and you know, they kind of have to flip that switch off, which, which he does. And um, you know, he he just he loves being around this team, loves you know playing in Markham, and and um, you know is is just you know learning learning a ton, which which you know for me it's obviously. Uh, you know, really special experience getting to coach him. We're we're actually ten years apart, so the idea of us being involved in hockey, you know, on the same team together, never really thought that was going to be a possibility. I obviously didn't think I'd be coaching at this age. I thought I'd still be playing, um, you know, maybe not in the NHL, but but somewhere. Um, but you know, that's 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 life, and um, you know, really uh, really happy to be on a team with him. It's really special. So. Uh... We've got, a, would say, a pretty good rivalry developing with uh, the Collingwood Colts. I think we're, I think we've played them either four or five times, and we've only just beat them for the first time. And I'm wondering if they get under your skin a little bit more than Pickering does, or does Pickering, like our traditional rival, kind of bug us more? What would you say is our, our biggest rivalry this year so far? I mean, yeah, we played Collingwood three times. I guess the one, the one game wasn't good in Markham, and then I thought we played two real uh, – Real tight games with them. Both obviously went to overtime, and um, and we won one. They won one. Um, you know, but I I would say all of our, all the divisional teams. I mean, obviously uh, Stovo with with Andrew Campoli. That's that's fun playing him, and um, you know Collingwood. Uh, you know they've got a great organization. They're doing an amazing job up there. If you go up there and watch a game, they've got you know five six hundred people there, and it's you know a great atmosphere and. Um, and then obviously uh, Pickering as well. So, um, you know, it's a really, really tight division. I think if you look at the standings, the North is the tightest division uh, with probably the most parity. So uh, it'll make for an interesting playoffs. I mean, everyone's got a shot and, you know, it'll be very interesting to see how it all plays out, who ends up where and and who plays who. So um, but a lot of fun playing those guys, extremely intense games and, um, you know, looking forward to playing them some more. Speaking of the standings and rivalries and everything like that, for the Markham Royals, for the next push for this season, um, wondering for yourself, what can you guys improve on to make sure the winning ways keep coming? And what is something you think that is your guys' strengths that will propel you into those winning ways? I think just, again, you know, every game bringing it consistently uh, hitting teams in waves. I, I think, uh, you know, we've got an extreme amount of depth this year, um, you know, which is obviously extremely important, especially when you get the playoffs, um, you know, but, but like I said, just, just staying consistent, sticking with it uh, and staying engaged uh, for, for the entire, uh, entire stretch of the season. Once you, uh, you hit, you know, after Christmas and um, you know, and you're, you're the dog days of the season, obviously you just got to stick with it and, and uh you know keep working so uh coming up this weekend we got probably one of the biggest events outside of the the playoff championships and all that uh for the OJHL this year uh it's going to be the OJHL all-star game for those of you that don't know there's there the OJ is having an all-star game it's it's taking place this saturday you can check it out on ch ch tv the game starts at 3 p.m but there's actually four games taking place that day uh if i recall correctly there's an affiliated player game there's a prospect game, uh, an alumni game, and of course the All Star game at 3 p.m. And I was just wondering uh, what your thoughts are on the event, and uh, if you're excited, and I, like if you're going to be there. 
Yeah, it's awesome. I, I think it's a, an ex, you know, it's, uh, it's an amazing day that the OJHL is putting on. Obviously, to showcase, um, you know, all, all of its league's top talents. Um, we're fortunate that we've had uh, Zach Sirota, uh, Kevin Weaver, Vitali, and you know Vincent Bonaiuto that were selected to play in the game. Um, I think you would have had also both Davises had they not had injuries in the earlier parts of the season uh, as well. Um, but all the players that were chosen are, are extremely deserving, and then. In the prospect game, we got Johnny Uichi and, and Austin Durazio, and then Shane was actually selected as an alternate. Um, you know, so it's uh, you know extremely uh, you know humbling for all of our players that were selected. It's um, you know it's an incredible honor um, and and a, a great thing for the OJHL to do and um, you know and put on. And, and yeah, I'll be in attendance. Um, our whole staff will be there, and I'm sure um, all of uh, all of the other uh, staff uh, will be uh, from the other organizations will be there as well. So yeah, it's uh, it's an incredible, uh, incredible thing they're putting on. That is definitely an event. Everyone needs to get down and check out, especially if you love good junior hockey. So you can check out all of that this weekend. As Doug said, we'll put the details and the links in the video below. Um, Spencer, I want to thank you for taking the time. I got one more question for you. It doesn't pertain to the Royals or the OJ, but it just pertains to, being the awesome brother that you are, I'm wondering to ask you a question about Zach um, when he was on his recovery from his knee injury. I'm wondering, you know, how was it for him and how did, you know, yourself, the family, even the Royals, everyone come together and keep him, you know, in a right state of mind going through that? As we heard, you know, numerous times, it was pretty dark for him. Uh, there was lots of times where it was just, he wished he could get forward and jump forward a few steps and, it was a slow grind and we all know nowadays you know the mental aspect of things with you know just depression and everything that sets in for a person whether it be anxiety or anything like that you know just being there for people is huge i'm wondering what your take is on it for um your perspective for zach and how you guys were there for him yeah 100 percent um you know obviously it's not an easy thing coming back from a torn acl it's a lot of pain management and um, you know, Zach um, obviously had to experience all that. He's you know, one of the most, if not the most, mentally uh, strong people that I know. Um, you know, so, you know, we, we were there for him and, and helping him in anything he needed. Um, a lot of credit to the, the Toronto Maple Police organization as well. They, you know, handled everything with, with such, you know, first class. And, um, you know, they, they, they helped him with everything. And, and the doctors were incredible in, in his recovery and, um, you know, me and uh, my other brother, Ollie, Ollie dropped uh, Zach off at, at the MasterCard every day for treatment, obviously, because he couldn't drive at the time. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, it, it was an experience, um, one that, uh, you know, I'm happy uh, we we got through. And, um, you know, but Zach's, you know, he is who he is. He, he rehabbed every day. And, uh, never took a day off from the day after the season when he found out he had to get surgery to the next few days when he got it. And then obviously until his uh, return to the lineup, it was rehab every single day and, and never took a day off. So um, that's who he is. He's a strong, strong person. And, um, you know, just, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was great, great to uh, see him, you know, um, battle through that whole uh, process. Well, one of those days he didn't take off. He came out and he did the the ceremonial puck drop at the Royals uh, opening game. 
I just thought that you know that you're talking James is talking about how uh, being there for him mentally and stuff and I just feel like it was it was a great opportunity and chance for the Royals to to be there for him as well I think I'm just like I'm just speculating because you know uh, I just I'm just going off of his reactions to how he was around the kids and stuff but it seemed to me like he really enjoyed being there and I just thought it was great that 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 was such a mutually beneficial thing I'm, I'm sure that was it was great for him it was certainly great for all the kids and uh and fans and stuff at uh, in Markham that got to see him so I just wanted to to thank I don't I don't think I ever got the chance to thank him so if you could do that for me that'd be great uh if not whatever uh it was just such a great <laughs> moment for uh, for the royals and everything i just wanted to, to mention that so yeah for sure he he loved it I, I, you know zach's zach's one of the players um you know that that started in our league so um he played three years in hamilton and then got drafted out of the ojhl to the florida panthers and then went off to the university of michigan from here so um you know we actually brought him into our dressing room as well to have a pregame chat with all of our players and it was uh really awesome you know for for him to be able to come back and and obviously uh for our players to be able to you know hear what he had to say so um you know really really awesome experience for for everyone and he was obviously extremely happy to be there for our home opener well we're extremely happy that we got to speak with you tonight about the markham royals the oj and of course a little touch on zach there Spencer, I want to thank you very much for taking the time, and I do hope the Markham Royals can keep the winning ways coming, and we can be speaking with you about heading into the playoffs and getting geared up for that in the coming months here. Yeah, 100%. Thanks, James. And let me know you got to come out to a game soon. <laughs> Listen, the next time that I'm in town and you guys are playing, I will be there, and I'll be the guy behind the bench yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. You can join Doug in the box too. Doug, hey, for anyone that knows or doesn't know, Doug is the best. He is truly is the voice of the OJ and the absolute best. You know what? When you when you come to Markham, the thing that that away players are scared of, and I say scared because it's true, is that horn. Okay, <laughs> so so when we when we score, you know you're gonna hear it. And it was you know when I played in Hamilton. There wasn't any teams that did that horn, but you know there were certain songs and stuff like that. So I know from experience as an away player, that horn goes off. Just, you just want to go home. <laughs> well, that's why I put it in there. So I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> uh, it's the best. It's the best. Doug's the best. Thank you very he much. He definitely is. We got to be there last year, Spencer, and I got to meet Doug obviously in person finally. And even my daughter got to pull the uh, the train horn on the RC That's remote awesome. control that he rigged up. So, yes, it is a, definitely an experience, and he makes it feel like a big game. So tip of the cap to Doug all the time. That's why I call him the voice of the OJ, because he truly is. Yeah, it's a good name for him. It's a good name for him. I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> well, uh, Spencer, again, thanks so much for stopping by, and we will definitely have you back on Offside again soon. Okay, guys, thanks so much. Have a great night. Cheers. You too. Bye. That was Spencer Hyman the assistant coach for the Markham Royals. You heard it here. Be sure you check out the Markham Royals with their representatives in the OJ All-Star Game this weekend. The details will be in the link in each of our profiles, so be sure to check out that game. All right, guys, we got to keep it rolling. We have Dave Steele coming on from the Collingwood Colts. Let's keep the OJ talk going. First, we'd like to take this time to thank our sponsor, Muskoka Spray Foam Insulation. Visit them at msfi.ca. All right, guys, as we said, we are now sitting down with Dave Steele, 
Dave, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Going, doing quite excellently. We uh, we just got to sit down with uh, Spencer from the Royals. We're doing a, a nice little run through of the uh, the OGHL. So it's a, a pleasure to get to talk to you again. Well, it's a pleasure to be here again. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. A lot of things have come and gone and changed. And I'll jump right into the first question for you, Dave. You know, new team, new experience. I'm wondering how have you taken it all in stride, and what have you learned so far? I guess on this new adventure with a new team in the organization? Well, I've learned first and foremost that there's a tremendous amount of skill and parity in this league. So um, there's no uh, opposition to ever take for granted anywhere. Um, I've also learned that uh, there's a tremendous amount of work that can be done in terms of, uh, you know, relationships with the community and, and um, obviously uh, the development of the players. So, uh, we're building and building every day on those sort of areas, and, and we've, we've had a lot of success thus far. Um, what are some of the things that you faced that were sort of unexpected, you know, like kind of weird things that have come up that uh, you didn't see coming? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, having to put a team together and roster an entire team of 23 skaters, a new staff, um, there's been a lot of adjustments. You know, we've had to, had players come and go. Um, not unlike any other OJ team. However, um, you know, I'm more used to having a bit of a core to come back each year. And then you're kind of filling in the pieces. Well, this year uh, we didn't have that luxury. We had no core, so we had to create that from the start, hope that our evaluations were, were correct and we'd have a competitive team. And I think we have achieved that, and there's been some highs and lows. But then again, like I said, this is a very skilled league with a lot of parity. Well, definitely. Well, something that we talked about in the summer coming into this was engaging the fans and doing the fan support, you know, getting everyone down to watch the games. And so far, the fan support has been pretty good this season. I'm wondering how you're feeling about the fan support, and I'm wondering if there's anything else that's coming down the pipe to draw more people in and get people excited even more about the Collingwood Colts. Well, I'm, I'm very pleased with the uh, the attendance in our arena. Um, we've had an overwhelming support from the community, but I'm not satisfied with that. I'm, I'm still working every day to try and come up with ways to link our organization with the community. And, you know, whether it's donating back to the community or getting the players out in the community, working with schools and working with retirement homes and different charities, um, it, it's a great way to have them meet the people that are their fans to be. So that's essentially my, uh, um, I guess, my plan for this team is to continue to have them connect with the community and, and such have fans connect with us by coming to watch us play. Two guys that impressed me in uh, the game against Markham that you guys had, because uh, I was rated ice level, I got to see some of the, was uh, how, how well Kyle Bowlers and Connor Ali seemed to tick with their teammates. And I was just wondering if you had anything you wanted to say about those two guys. Those two guys, uh, bowlers, uh, Bramped, Bramford, right? Oh, so. pardon me. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I love sorry. them. They're great <laughs> hockey players. I know exactly who they are. You know. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> no, I was... we pick two more. Pick two more from the Collingwood Colts. <laughs> that's that's my mistake. I, I have Bram, I have Bramford oh, on the brain. I just I'm sorry. I just watched them play again uh, last night against the, the junior Canadians. So I got Bramford on the brain. Uh, what I was yeah. what I was thinking was was the two new market players, uh, which were uh, neighbors in Sarone, and I was just uh, I got to see yeah. them play quite a bit last year, and uh, 
in Newmarket. So I was just wondering what your thoughts were on those two guys. <laughs> Well, the, those two guys are part of like uh, neighbors. Adrian Neighbors is our captain, and and Nicholas Cerrone is uh, assistant captain with the organization. Both 99s in their overage year, and of course they're experienced in the league. They've played together quite some time, uh, but they're just good kids, you know. Like uh, one of the one of the avenues of of um, growing our franchise is obviously to bring the right character of player in as well and and they exemplify what i'm looking for they're hard working they're very good in the community they they, they don't have any trouble talking to people in the community uh helping out um, they're very respectful i get unbelievably good reports from their billet families so you know this is this is what we're looking for um, in a leadership group, but not only that, uh, these two gentlemen have exemplified what we're going to be in the future as an organization as well. So the reason I wanted to, and I legitimately just got those names mixed up uh, because I wanted to talk, <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, the new market. Uh, players and how they seem to have gone all around the OJHL and end up in leadership roles. Uh, we, we've got uh, Della Savita on, on the Royals and now you've got neighbors named captain. So I'm personally, I'm glad to hear that uh, that that leadership and that uh, that quality of character that I saw last year wasn't something that I was imagining and that uh, they are in fact reaching out to the community. So I think, I think that's really great to see. Well, that that Newmarket team last year was quite special. They were they were way down in the standings in the north in the beginning of the year, and they clawed their way back up and 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 ran for a conference. And uh, you know, those sort of stories are what character is built on. You know, maybe not as skillful in some areas, and maybe not as complete, but worked so hard that they earned their way up to a conference. And and that's kind of why you'll see these guys from Newmarket popping up in leadership roles because that's just what they are yep. leaders absolutely well last year or sorry not even last year in the summertime we talked about this team and everything was on a napkin everything was getting put into place you know it wasn't a full roster it wasn't on the ice hadn't played yet so now that we're into the season we're playing games and we're doing things and you're winning and you're getting you know all these experiences I'm wondering how you feel about the team itself, the coaching staff, and then everything surrounding it. I'm wondering how you feel about everything that you have now put together. I know we talked a lot about vision in the summertime and what your vision would be. I'm wondering if this is encompassing your vision and how you feel, again, about everything that's been put together. Yeah, and and, and we had a great weekend to reflect on that sort of thing with our gala that we just hosted on Saturday night with Nick Caprios. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting Mark Seidel, who's a uh, North American scout, um, and uh, he came up to a game on Friday and uh, wrote some kind words on social media and decided to stay for our gala on Saturday and then stay on Sunday for another game. So it was quite the compliment to have this guy stick around just to see what was coming next in terms of how we operate our, our game day operations and our entertainment package and, and some of the fans and the feedback from them. Uh, and what I envisioned was an old school junior A hockey town, right? Um, where you have the fans, you have some great entertainment. Everybody can come uh, eat some great food in, in our founder's lounge or in our concessions and have a beer and sit down anywhere in the arena and enjoy a great hockey game, right? So, you know, the, the OJHL produces an incredibly skilled, fast hockey game that should be seen and that's what i'm promoting every day come and see this hockey you'll be entertained you'll be impressed do you have any uh like specific 
events or special games coming up that you want to kind of mention while we uh, while we're on the topic? We, that's all we do is special events and special <laughs> games. So the uh, next one's this Saturday, uh, this Sunday, um, and that's uh, um, Reliabilt Night, and that's going to host uh, Daryl Sittler. He's coming in to do a half an hour pregame for the players and he's going to be up in our lounge signing autographs for all the kids and families and memorabilia and giving up photos so Sittler's a pretty cool guy he's um you know a lot a lot of these guys vacation up in Collingwood right so I have an opportunity to get uh Jason Arnott here uh in, around Christmas time uh, like I said we had Kipper Kipper in on Saturday night for the gala you know it's it's exciting to bring these names and um we're doing a lot of adopt-a-school programs with CCI and Vanier, our high schools in Collingwood. So they'll have their nights with the – we're going to bring the drum line in for CCI right behind the bench of our opposition. I think we're doing that on the Georgetown game. So good luck, Georgetown, hearing yourself on the bench. Um, you know, I, I can go on, guys. It's uh, I got a great executive that sits there and comes up with great ideas for theme nights, teddy bear tosses, socks toss. We're doing all sorts of different stuff for charity in the month of December as well. So it's, it's an ever moving thing. And we're always coming up with new ideas, just like a TV show or something like that. We're trying to entertain people. And we're trying to keep them coming back. Well, hopefully hearing this off of offside, we'll drive some of our guys that are down maybe Toronto area or even out in the East Coast where I am to come up and see the Collingwood Colts. I know it has been a big thing that you've put together. You've done it right, almost like you said, big show attitude, big time, and it seems to be growing each and every way. And all these events you're putting together, you're talking about Kipper and Arnott and Sittler, you know, those are no small feats. And it's a good thing. It gets the people out and engaged. And then they sit down and watch some great hockey, some great junior A hockey. So I'd be excited to go to the drumline game. That would be wicked to see. Yeah, and we're planning on bringing the old school uh, organ player in one night uh, and, and just give us a few tunes in between stoppages. Uh, for, we're forever working on our hockey TV. We're trying to do, uh, you know, we got a new camera. We're, we're working on all sorts of stuff. We're trying to make that better. We're doing instant replays on our clock, um, on our four TVs after the goals. Like there was a highlight goal. Did you see Oakville's goal on uh, uh, yesterday? Um, was it Israel? I'm not sure which one did the old lacrosse move under the bar. Um, so it's flo- floating around right now and it's available on hockey TV. It was incredible. And like, uh, you know, you see a goal like that and yeah, Oakville scored it. You just, you, you cheer anyway. It, that's f- fantastic. Like that, that's happening in the OJ right now. Right. So it's exciting. Well, I think that ties in excellently with the, uh, the all-star game that's coming up this Saturday. Uh, anybody who isn't going to be able to make it out to Oakville, uh, for the All-Star Festival, you can tune in on at, uh, at CHCHTV at 3 p.m. to watch the, the All-Star game. But there's actually three other games that are happening. There's the, uh, the affiliated player game. There's the prospect game, which is Young Guns in the League. And there's an alumni game that's going to be happening as well. So it's going to be a, a really great event on, uh, on Saturday in Oakville. And I just wanted, uh, wondered, Dave, if, the, if you wanted to talk about some of your players that have been selected for the, uh, for the game. Well, rookie-wise, uh, Vladimir Dorchowski is, uh, is exemplifies what a, a 16-year-old should be in in a junior hockey league. He's uh, he's got uh, thri- triple threats, I call it. Like he's got his size and physicality. Uh, he can skate and he can score. So he's going to be out for the rookies. 
Uh, as we mentioned before, uh, Adrian Neighbors, uh, who you're well aware of, our captain is going to be representing in the All-Star game. Um, and uh, Matteo Lalama, our 17-year-old goalie, uh, first pick uh, overall to the Barry Colts in the U18 draft. Um, he's going to be uh, representing in the rookie game as well, I do believe. So lots of good uh, things coming out of Collingwood already for, for um, what's that? That's next weekend, is it not? Yeah, that's this, that's this Saturday, sure. uh, November 30th. It's yeah. uh, about four or five days from now. So uh, it's it'll be an excellent Super. event. I'm going to be the guy there that's going to be yelling all those guys' names into the microphone. So I'm uh, I'm quite looking forward to it. <laughs> Just make sure it's it's Collingwood, right? They're not Brent, they're not Brantford guys. I'm never gonna hear the end of that now. No, Dave, not do not ever guys. let him live that down. Don't let him live that down yeah. all weekend long. I know. There's got to be some sort of rule we broke by even saying that on this show. I'm sure. So. <laughs> well, I want to ask you one last question. You know, we have the you know called the unceremonious second half of the season after the OJ All Star Game. What are you looking for? What is the outlook for the Collingwood Colts coming from you? I know we've talked in length about what you want this team to be before and now, but what is the outlook for you for the rest of this season? Well, uh, my my focus and outlook is to continue to grow this, this organization and, and entertain people and continue to grow our support advertising and our fan base. Um, Tom Milne's got this team poised to grow. Uh, we've, we've not peaked yet. Uh, Tommy, Tommy is a very defensive coach and he's got a structure and a system be, being put in place and it's ever changing. So I expect a very competitive second half from, from our organization in both, uh, you know, attendance and, uh, and, um, you know, I'm hoping to continue to have a 600 season ish or better and, uh, get to those playoffs and get healthy and, and, and really see what we can do against some of the teams like Oakville. Uh, when your captain comes to you after a game where we lose to Oakville, he says, don't worry, you know, we can play with these guys. We can beat these guys. We just got to get healthy. Right. And that gives me a lot of confidence moving forward in the second half of the season, knowing I have that kind of attitude on my bench and, uh, and leading our team. Well, definitely. The other question I wanted to ask right quick is we do a lot of, uh, I guess, working back and forth with someone I think that works with you guys and Kyle Outridge. I'm just wondering uh, if you had any kind words or anything to say about Mr. Kyle Outridge. Well, all the time. Um, I think I had him at the gala on Saturday night, and I thanked everybody but Kyle. But I'll tell you right now, Kyle's my right-hand man. He's... He does what you guys do, and and, uh, it's not easy. It's a lot of hard work, and it's a lot of – you can't screw up the odd tweet because they'll get you. So, um, you know, the attention to detail Kyle has, his enthusiasm and his support from the team from the very advent of of our concept to even come to Collingwood has been excellent. And, uh, you know, he's since relocated from Cambridge uh, to live up near Collingwood – and uh, he's working with some of our sponsors on some web stuff and all that. So he's he's right um, entrenched in the community as well. And, and, you know, like just like every other player that's come up here, they just love the place and love to live there. And it's a, it's a real exciting time for these kids. Yeah, so uh, the, uh, the reason uh, that I got confused with Brantford is because that's your guys' next <laughs> game. And if you look at the yeah. – uh, 
the box score from the game that they played last yeah. night against the junior Canadians. It's about a mile and a half yeah. long for what happened in the second period. So what I was, oh, was there a lot of penalties? Oh, it was, I mean, there was, I think there was a, there was a fighting major. There was a cross checking major. There was a match penalty at the end of the game. Uh, the list goes right, on. Right. So th- what I was going to ask is uh, there, if there's anything that you guys are going to be preparing for going in against your game on <laughs> against the, and I was going to mention yeah. those two guys. So I just wanted to get that clear. And I wanted to ask yeah. if there's anything you guys uh, are going to do to prepare for a Brantford team that it's plays like, a tough nose kind of hockey and uh, it has the skill to back that up as well. Yeah, that, that's a great question for my coach. Uh, but I'll give you kind of what I think I'd be doing. Um, obviously, uh, um, Tommy runs the show over there, but uh, yeah, you're coming up against a team that wants to come in and rough it up and that sort of stuff. Is just play the game, make it fast, you know. I let them go in the box. We're just starting to click on our power play because we were down, I think, to 21st in the league. So the last four or five games, despite our losses, we're still better on special teams, and that's a positive to look forward to. But I, that's all I do is just you skate teams that, that want to hit and whatnot. Hopefully, uh, you know, they come and give a good game and, and play hockey, you know. If you get the chance, definitely head out and check out a Collingwood Colts game, Markham Royals game, or, or any OJHL game. It's uh, truly some excellent hockey. Or, or come come out on December 15th when we play the Markham Royals in Collingwood. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Just for that, I'm going to make a prediction season video for that one game, and I'll make sure to tag you in it, Mr. Steele, and we'll have some fun with that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll get get her done. Well, I want to say thank you very much again for taking the time, stopping by, and talking some OJHL and, of course, the Collingwood Colts. I wish you the best of health for the rest of the season, and hopefully we get you back on again soon. Yeah, let's talk before playoffs. I look forward to it. Let's get her done. All right. Take care, fellas. Take her easy now. Bye now. All right, so that was Dave Steele. You heard him right here on Offside Hockey Talk, talking about the Collingwood Colts, everything that goes into that team, everything they're trying to build within the community, and all the stuff they're trying to do with their players on and off the ice. It is truly an awesome experience. You've heard about some of the game day stuff that they're taking care of there as well bringing in guys like Kiprios and Sittler and Arnott. That is pretty awesome. So, guys, if you have the opportunity, get down to a Collingwood Colts game. Get out to an OJHL game. Check out the Markham Royals. Check out the Junior Canadians. Check out the Toronto Patriots. I can go on and on about how great these teams are, but you need to experience it in person. So find your local OJHL team. Take the family. Take some friends and have one heck of a good time. And who knows, you may bump into a familiar face That is Doug J. Ireland. He is the co-host of Offside Hockey Talk and truly the voice of the OJ, as you've heard tonight from Spencer Hyman, myself, and many others throughout the years on the show. That is Doug J. Ireland. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to us. Have yourself a good one.